worship you, Lord. You are a wonderful Father. You are a good God. You took it all for us. You thought of us individually and collectively. We love you, Lord. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Accept our worship in Jesus' name. You have started well with us in today's service. Father, you will perfect that which you have started. Your touch upon our life today will be permanent. You will take all the glory. Let all the blessings be ours. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our seats. We are welcome to his presence. The message today is going to be brief. It's going to be brief. And uh, because I believe, uh, I understand we have uh, a presentation. Am I right? Okay. So we're going to make it brief because it's our Mother's Day. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to all our mothers. Judges chapter 5, verse 7. Judges chapter 5, verse 7. Judges 5, 7. Judges 5, 7. Judges 5, 7. I read. The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. Praise the Lord. Um, this morning, very briefly, the topic I'm going to share with us is the mother in Israel. What did I say? The mother in Israel. And we know who a mother is. A mother is a female parent, not a male parent. The mother is best defined by what she does and what she does not do. One thing we know is that the mother builds and develops. The mother does what? Builds and develops. So the mother is a builder. We know that the mother nurtures. The mother does what? Nurtures. And the nurturing that the mother does begins from the womb. From the womb. You look at the case of, uh, uh, of Hannah. It wasn't Elkanah that made a vow concerning Samuel. Who made the vow? It was Hannah. It was Hannah that made a vow in the first Samuel chapter 1 verse 11 and said, Lord, if you will give me, look on my affliction, remember me, give me a man child, I will give him back unto you. And no result will come upon his head. It was the mother that made that vow unto the living God. And brethren, the Bible says, in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 20, when the time came that she had a child, she bore a son and she called his name Samuel, saying, because what? I asked him of the Lord. It was still Hannah. Then when it was time to give the boy over to the Lord, it was this same sister Hannah. She stayed back at home. She nurtured the child. She, I mean, fed him, clothed him, made him realize that he was dedicated to God. That he was what? Brethren, the foundation you as a mother give your children will in many ways determine the future that they have. Is that not so? Many of us can cast our minds back to the influence our mothers have on our lives. If there's any mother that needs to repent here today, you better repent. Amen, Jesus, 
Because the words of the mother should build up the child. Your child might go to school and they will say, you, you can't amount to anything. Oh, look at it. His nose is big. His mouth is small. And all manner of things. But when the child comes home, what do you do as a mother? Don't you know your nose is big? Is that what you tell the boy? You make him realize that he's the prince of the most high God. You make him realize that the Bible says his word is wonderfully and fearfully made. Not only that, his second name is Marvelous. Because the Bible says what? Marvelous are thy words. By the time you finish talking to the boy, he will be walking on cloud nine. He will go to school the following day and say, you guys don't know anything. I leave you in your ignorance. But I know who I am. Like that song that says, I know who God says I am. Is that, Abby? That's the song, Abby. I know who God says I am. Who God says you are is what you should bear in mind every day. And that's what you as a mother, and that includes the father too, don't think you are left off the hook. That's what you should tell the child on a daily basis. That doesn't mean you don't discipline the child. No. But even after you have disciplined the child, say, come. Do you know what the Lord says about you? Like our general Vassal would normally say, say, when he was growing up, when he had done some things for his mother, the mother would say, come. When you call one, how many will answer? No, she used to say 200, Abby. According to the story we are told. She used to say, when you call one, 200 will answer. Today, if the man calls one, thousands will answer. The prayers of his mother were answered upon him. Hannah made up her mind that Samuel will serve the Lord. And she prepared his mind from the beginning. And brethren, Samuel became the greatest priest kingmaker in the history of Israel. There was none before him. There was none after him. He was unique. Every one of us we are unique. Every one of our children is unique. But you have an assignment to make sure you bring out the uniqueness in that child. And when we say our children are unique, they are unique positively, not negatively. We will be noted for the good in the land in Jesus' name. Yes. The woman has been described as a man with a womb. Have you had that uh, definition of a woman before? That a woman is what? A man with a womb. The Bible tells us that Mary had a lot of wonderful things about Jesus. The Bible doesn't tell us. The only thing we know about Brother Joseph was that he had a dream. So when you say Joseph the dreamer, we are talking of the father of Jesus. He was also a dreamer. And he obeyed. The, the dream said, take the child and his mother, take them to Egypt. And he did what? He obeyed. When it was time, when the people that wanted to kill the child were dead, the, he had another dream. Take the child and his mother, take them back to what? To, to the land of Judah. And he obeyed. But Mary was told depths, details about the future of the boy. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verses 18 and 19, after the shepherds came, say, all they that had it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Look at verse 19. Say, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She knew the wonderful things that were said about Jesus. She kept them in her heart. Said, so we will see how this will come to be. Of course, 
she knew how the boy, the boy was born. So she knew already this boy is special. Those special children God has given you. You know I said everyone is unique. Those special children God has given you, how are you bringing them up? How are you bringing them up? Very important. Are you destroying them? Or are you lifting them up? When the fullness of time was come, Mary came to Jesus in John chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. When they were at Cana of Galilee, at that wedding, there was no wine. And Mary said, see all the things they told me about this young man. Before he was born, I remember. The angel told me, the shepherds told me, the priest told me, everyone that can tell has told me something about him. I have kept them to my mind. And I know how old he is now. I think it is time. Tell somebody it is time. And so they had no wine. She said, follow me. And she brought the servants and said, Jesus. I don't know what she called him. Maybe it was Jesus. They said, they have no wine. No. And the man looked at her and said, eh, how is that my business? She told him they have no wine. She turned to the servant and said, whatever I tell you to do. And she left them. She had done my own part. And Jesus had no choice but to do something. I want to tell someone here today, Jesus will do something. Concerning your situation, whatever it is, Jesus will do something today in Jesus' name. Say, whatever I tell you to do, do it. You know the rest of the story. The Bible says, this beginning of miracles, by the time it was over, water had been turned to wine. Water had been turned to wine. Before Deborah emerged as the mother in Israel, the Bible tells us that Israel was sold into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, because of their sin. Brethren, sin enslaves. Sin does what? Sin enslaves. Because of their sin, in Judges chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, Israel was sold into the hand of Jabin, the king of Canaan. In the first instance, Jabin should not have existed at that point in time. Jabin existed because Israel failed in the assignment God gave them to clear the promised land of all the unwanted. They failed. And you see how their failure was catching up with them. You will not fail in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will not fail in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible goes on to say that Israel was greatly oppressed. In verse 3 of, that, of, of Judges chapter 4, where in the book of Judges, these people are still on John. Judges chapter 4, the Bible says, verse 3, the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of this man, Jabin. Say, because he had what? 900 chariots of iron. And he oppressed the children of Israel mightily. He oppressed them mightily. Then you see the, the verse that we read. The Bible says, in the villages of Israel, the place was empty. Why? They were running away from their enemies. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. You will not run away from your enemies in Jesus' name. You know, when a season of restoration, but eventually the enemy has stolen anything from you, take it back in Jesus' name. Yeah. I said, take it back in Jesus' name. Yeah. The songwriter said, I went to the enemy's camp, and I did what? I took back what he stole from me. Whatever he has stolen from you, take it back in the name of Jesus. Yeah. The villages of Israel were deserted. Not only the villages. The Bible says even the highways were deserted. The travelers now began to walk through the byways. 
you are coming to Bari. The highway 400 is free. No traffic. But because of fear, you choose to go and take exactly. You know it's going to take you 40 minutes to get to, to where you are going. But because of fear, you go and take the one that will take you two hours. That's what happened to them. The byways were free. The villages were free. And they were not the first. That is what sin brings, brethren. Sin brings fear. In the time of, of, of uh, what is his name? Of Gideon. The same thing happened. In the time of Gideon. The Bible says in Judges chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 4. Israel sinned and God unleashed the Midianites upon them. And the Midianites pulverized Israel. They allowed them to farm. They allowed the produce to be ready for harvest. At the point of harvest, what happened? They would invade the land. Take all the harvest and whatever was left, destroy it. Is that not how the devil does things? That's why the Bible says, the thief coming up was for to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. He will steal. He will kill. After killing, he will do what? He will destroy. He's not in, I mean, happy with just killing. He wants to make sure that no generation is left after that. He will not find you in Jesus' name. That's what the Midianites did to the children of Israel. In fact, brethren, when the angel of the Lord came with a message for Gideon, the Bible says in Judges chapter 6, from verse 11 to verse 12, he found him threshing wheat in the wine press. Even the big prophet Gideon was doing what? Was hiding from the Midianites. That's what sin makes us to do. Sin makes us to hide. In that Judges chapter 6, verse 6, the Bible says, Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. The Midianites should not have had uh, advantage over Israel, but because of their sin. And they cried unto the Lord. God will answer you today. Amen. Somebody does not like that prayer. I said, God will answer you today. Amen. Before Deborah came unto the scene, idolatry became the order of the day. But you know what? It wasn't just idolatry. As idolatry became the order of the day, so was war and oppression. When you open the door to idolatry, you also open the door to what? War. And what? Oppression. Oppression. Once you have an alternative God to the living God, it's a call for trouble. Judges chapter 5 verse 8. Judges 5, it said, they chose new gods. There was war in the gates. Was there a shield or spear seen among the 40,000 in Israel? There was none. Because they had decided to go, I mean, after strange gods. You know what else happened? Before Deborah came into the scene, the men went into hiding and were no longer ready to accept responsibility. Even those that did will only accept responsibility if the prophetess will accompany them. Is somebody with me this morning? The men abdicated their duties. They ran away from the gates to which they were kept. And so when in Judges chapter 4, verses 4 and verse 6 to 9, when Deborah now came to, uh, 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 what is it, Barak, right? And said, God has called you. 
Go, deliver Israel. What did the man say? He said, if you will not go with me, I will not do what? I will not go. He believed that God had called him. But he was so advanced in his uh, backsliding that he said, well, if you are not going with me, leave me in peace. Let me be hiding where I am hiding. That was the state of Israel before Deborah showed up. We are discussing the topic, the mother in Israel. Tell somebody, that's who, tell a woman, that's who you are. Look for another woman and say, that's who, you are. that's who you are. You are a mother in Israel. You are meant for restoration. You are meant to repair the broken down gates. You are called to do men, things that men are running away from. Is somebody with me today? There's an assignment God has given unto you. Oh, maybe it was meant to be done by a man. And the man has taken out. The man has done what? Don't say you are just a woman. Remove the word just. Say, I am a mother in Israel. So women are not sure. I'm talking to the women now. The men are not mothers in Israel. I want there some, one woman here to say, I am a mother in Israel. Those are the women that equip men. Those are the women that will stand and say, my husband, let's do it. I know what God is telling me, even if you are hearing nothing. Is somebody with me this morning? Those are the women that are spiritual. Not spiritual in the negative sense, but spiritual in the positive sense. Children of God that will say, you may not see what I see, but with what I'm seeing, it's time for your empowerment. When they say behind every successful man, there's a woman. Those are the women that make men successful. Without Deborah, the name Barak would mean nothing. But she came through. And the man said, if you don't go with me, I won't go. He said, well, <laughs> fine. But the glory of this enterprise will go to a woman. The man said, I don't care. <laughs> Just follow me. So it wasn't just Deborah. Then another sister called Jael came in. And you know what? The Bible says when Deborah came to the scene, because she showed up, number one, the people willingly offered themselves. The people are just willing for, they are waiting for one woman. How many women? One woman. Or maybe in your home, the children, the children, the nations God has given you are just waiting for mommy to wake up. Tell somebody, mommy, wake up. You are telling me, tell a mother near you, say, mommy, wake up. Uh -huh. The children are waiting for mommy to wake up. Do you know? Do you know the reason you don't have money devotion in your house? I'm talking to someone. The reason you don't have money devotion is because mommy is not interested. Oh, yes. When daddy makes all the noise and all that, nobody answers him, he will go away, he's, he's tired. But if mommy is interested in that morning, morning devotion, what will happen? It will hold. It will hold. It not only will it hold, it will hold successfully and gloriously. Yes. It 
It's very, very important. Many things are lying moribund. I hope that's the word. Let me know. Dormant. Because our mothers have refused to take the place of the mother in Israel that God has called them to be. The people willingly offered themselves. Once Deborah stood up in the home, in the society, in the church, once the mother in Israel does what? Stands up. Things get done. Things get done. If the children are willing to do it, and daddy is not interested, and mommy is not interested, it will never be done. If the children are willing to do it, and daddy is not interested, but mommy is interested, it will be done. True or false? So, mothers, you have a big assignment, a big responsibility. You are the backbone of this enterprise called home. How you run it determines how it will be run. You are the ones that will determine if in 10 years' time your husband can look back and say, that woman, don't toy with her. Because I know what she has done in bringing me to where I am today. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I said the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Because they bore us stood up a mother in Israel, victory was won. That's your call. You are called to ensure that victory is won. You are called to ensure that that home is successful. You are called to ensure that the church is successful. You are called to ensure that these children become the pillars that God has made them to be. That these children discover the best in the land. You know, I, I like that uh, old Ontario motto. I don't know what they say about Ontario. Excuse me, about Ontario now. Oh, you see the same? You have to discover. I think they say they change it. They say they are doing business or some funny thing like that. They are, they are doing business, they are ready for business, whatever. But that one that says, yours to discover. Ah, there are glorious things to be discovered in this land. Amen. You will discover them in Jesus' name. Amen. Our children will discover them in Jesus' name. Amen. But our mothers must sit up the mothers in Israel. Once Deborah arose, victory was assured. The battle was won. The rest is history. We can look back today and talk about the great ones in that, in that land. We can't mention them without mentioning Deborah. Because at the time that many were neglecting their duties and their call, she stood up and she was for victory. How many women here are going to raise up as mothers in Israel? Is there any woman here that wants to rise up as mother in Israel? That's your calling. That's what God has called you to do. Will you stand or will you be found wanting? I want us to bow down our heads. I want us to bow down our heads. The mother in Israel. The Lord is telling you this morning, your assignment is just beginning. The task ahead is great. But you have a great God that will enable you to do it. Why don't you open your heart to him and say, Lord, I don't want to fail. Concerning these children, 
concerning my husband, concerning the church, concerning everything you have committed to my hands. I don't want to fail. I want to arise a mother in Israel. Indeed, that's your calling upon me. Father, take control. Lord, have your way. I don't want to talk to him. He's here to answer you. And his name will be glorified in your life. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We lift your name on high. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Thank you for your daughters that we are celebrating today. Father, from the throne of grace, celebrate them. And as you celebrate them, that special gift that will make them to excel as the mother in Israel have called them to be. Release unto their hearts in the name of Jesus. As many as have called upon you and said, from this day onwards, I will turn a new leaf. Father, the grace to do what they have proposed to do. Grant unto them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Like you have always done. In every life you have put the devil to shame. Amen. In every home, put the devil to shame. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. But adventure, there's anyone who is not born again. Who is saying, Lord, have mercy upon me. Lord, today, write the name of such a one in the book of life. Amen. And let your name alone be glorified. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. But we pray in Jesus' name.